ಮುಹೂರ್ಣೇತ್ರುಗ್ಮ್ರಜಂತಂ ಖರಾಂಭೋಜುಗ್ಮೇನಸಾಂಕನೇತ್ರಮುಹುಕ್ಷಾಸಕಂಪೀರೇಕಾಂಕಂಥಸ್ಥಿತ್ರಿಲ
And so when I translated, I, I try to convey that as far as possible, but it's just, it's just a beautiful, brilliant composition. So <clears throat> here I go. So as, <laughs> as I always say, uh, the, um, the poem starts out the song in a very classic way. It's, it's, it begins simply with the words, Namam Ishwaram, I bow to the Lord. I bow to the Lord. Uh, we often translate in Iskan, I offer my respectful obeisances and so on. But actually in Sanskrit, Namami literally just means I bow. And so Namami Ishwaram, I bow to the Lord. Namami Ishwaram, Satchitananda uh, Rupam. So which Lord? I bow to the Lord who has an eternal body full of bliss and knowledge. So that's new. I mean, in many different religions, they say, I bow to the Lord. But this, this is Krishna consciousness. I bow to the Lord who has an eternal body full of bliss and knowledge. Namami Shoram Satchitananda Rupam. So for it begins majestically, I bow to the Lord. And then it, explain something very advanced who has an eternal body of bliss and knowledge. And then it gets even more advanced by sharing an intimate detail. And so you have to see the contrast here because this is all intentional composition. You have to see the contrast between I bow to the Lord who has an eternal form of bliss and knowledge and Lasat Kundalam who has shining earrings. So, uh, <laughs> It's becoming more and more interesting and 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 intimate and uh, what's the word? Almost like intentionally uh, surprising you, because we didn't see that one coming. You know, it has these beautiful these beautiful ornaments, Lasat Kundalam, uh, and Gokule Rajamanam, and who is wandering about, walking about in Gokula. So Jashoda Vya, out of fear of Jashoda. And this, of course, is always given this example. Vya means with fear, with fear of Jashoda. Jashoda Vya, um, this intimate for people who, uh, I mean, it's always, it's just like there's that famous song, an American song from the 19th century called the battle hymn of the republic my eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the lord and so it is thrilling to see the glory of the lord it is thrilling it is wonderful and yet ultimately it would be hard just to spend millions and billions of years just in glory i mean you have to because we have personal needs we need personal relationships we're just made that way as souls and so there's the glory of the Lord, but then he's wandering about in Vrindavan with his blissful, beautiful form. And so Krishna can be your friend, a real friend, the best friend. No one can be as good a friend to us as Krishna because no one can know our heart as much as Krishna knows our heart. And no one can perfectly reciprocate with us. I may want to help you and I do help you as much as I can, but ultimately our power is limited in this world. But Krishna's power is not limited. 
So he not only loves you, he not only wants to help you, but he's all powerful. So he understands more than anyone who we, who we really are, what our real needs are, what our real feelings are. Only Krishna perfectly understands that. And only Krishna has the power to do everything for our happiness. And he's a really nice guy. Krishna and Krishna has perfect love for us. So he wants to do that for us. Sometimes we become bewildered because I thought Krishna loves me. Why am I in this situation? Just like anyone who's ever raised children knows that uh, it's not that children always appreciate, oh yeah, mom, all right, dad, I know you just did that because you love me. I mean, seriously, no. I mean, eventually good children understand that, but not in the moment. In the moment, like what the hell are you doing? And so, so that's Krishna's thankless task to be the Supreme Parent. So Namam Ishwarang Satchidananda Rupam Lasat Kundalang Gokule Vrajamanang Jashoda Bhya Ulukalat. Ulukala means the grinding mortar, and Ulukalat means from the grinding mortar. Jashoda Bhya Ulukalat Dhavamana. Krishna's running. Krishna's running. But then Paramristam, he's caught. He's running, but he's caught. Paramristam Atyantato Drutya Gopya. The word Atyantataha, anyway, give you a few Sanskrit details. Interesting word. Uh, anta means end. In fact, that's where we get the English word end, Anta. And so Atyanta means like beyond limits, like Atyanta, beyond the end, beyond limits. And so, so Krishna is like exceedingly. If you think of the word exceeding in English, it means like beyond something, exceed, to exceedingly, which means extremely. So that's the word atyanta in Sanskrit. It means like exceedingly, beyond the limit. So Jasoda's running, and then finally she caught him, Drutya uh, Gopya. He was caught, Gopya, by the Gopi, Yashoda, who was running exceedingly. And so... Another thing for those of you who are interested in grammar, I am, you know, honk if you love grammar. So um, all, all the words in this first verse that end in the letter M, like namam ishwaram, it ends in an M. Ishwaram, Satchitananda rupam, lasat kundalam, gokule brajamanam. So why do all those words end in M? because they are all objects of the verb namami, objects of the verb namami. So I bow to the Lord who is all of these things. And so actually the whole, the way this is composed in Sanskrit is that all these words in the first verse, Indian M are objects. It's Krishna who's the object of the verb, I bow. I bow to the Lord who is all of these things. And so in Sanskrit, whenever you see the M there at the end of the word, it, you know it's the object of the verb. In most cases, I won't get into the exceptions. So um, then the next verse, rudantam. So crying, that's the word crying. So it's still, so all these words are still being governed by the verb namami. So I bow to the Lord who is crying. 
So the second verse is still actually technically a continuation of the first verse. So I bow to the Lord who is crying. Uh, muhur again and again, Netra Yugmam Rajantam, and wiping his two lotus eyes. Uh, it's interesting, the word yoga means link, and so therefore yugma means a pair, like two things that are linked, a pair. So his pair of eyes, his two eyes, it's just a way of saying two in Sanskrit, Com related to the word yoga. So Netra means, the, and it's interesting, Sanskrit is very interesting, I recommend it. It's um, the word netra comes from the verb ni, which means to lead. And so because your eyes lead you, you follow, you know, you, your eyes lead you according to what you see. And so therefore the eyes are called netra, the leader. <laughs> and so, of course, if you know Sanskrit, it just sounds like eyes. So netra yugmam, like the yuga, the to the pair of, of eyes. And so mrajantam, he's wiping. Muhur repeatedly, he's repeatedly wiping his eyes, his two eyes. Um, Karamboja with his lotus hand. Even the, I mean, every word is interesting in Sanskrit. Kara, which means hand, as in Tava Kara Kamala, uh, your lotus hands, and then his finger prayer. So Kara literally means the doer or the maker. So because the hands do everything, you do everything with your hands. So therefore, the word Kara. Uh, means the doer or the maker. So another little uh, interesting item there. So uh, the doer or the maker, the hands. Uh, and then amboja. Uh, amba means water. And uh, ja means born. So there are many words for lotus that literally mean water born. So Amboja literally means waterborne. Also Ambuja, another word like a Christian is called Ambujaksa, is lotus eyes. So um, um, Ambuja or Amboja literally mean waterborne. And it's a word for the lotus that grows up out of the water. So, so Karamboja means literally, uh, you know, your, I mean, in Sanskrit, it sounds fine. Yugmena with your, so he's saying that you are wiping your pair of eyes with your pair of hands. So you have netra yugmam, the pair of eyes. And so he's wiping his eyes with his, two, with his pair of hands, with his two hands, wiping his two eyes with his two hands. And, the, and his lotus eyes, when the word lotus is waterborne. So I just, I thought you might be interested to like go a little deeper into the Sanskrit and see, because it's in, in Sanskrit, of course, it's very beautiful and poetic, and that doesn't come out usually in the translations. So Karamboja Yugmena Shatanka Netram, and his eyes were fearful. Muhuk, uh, and then constantly Shwasa by his breathing. So he's like panting or breathing deeply because he's afraid in his pastime. Kampa means like trembling, trirekanka, kanta, stita, graivam. So somehow or other, <laughs> just the way the world is, to translate these Sanskrit compounds usually start at the back, at the end, at the right side and go backwards, and then it comes out with English word order. So I'll do that. So if you look at the, uh, the word uh, graivam, graiva means a jewel, like a jewel on his neck. Griva means neck, and graiva means like a necklace 
actually in English, right? Because the word neck, you know, and then necklace. And so it's like that in Sanskrit. Griva means neck and griva means necklace. Same thing from the word griva. So, and so it's, I bow to Krishna on whose neck, graivam, stita, is situated. Uh, no, no, who has, I'm sorry. Okay, I will, no more of this grammar stuff. I better just translate. It's a little too complicated for you. But so he's breathing in shwasa. Mahuk shasi is constantly breathing deeply, panting. And by this breathing, kampa, uh, his, his, his um, neck, kanta, is trembling, or actually the, uh, anyway, the necklace situated on his throat. Okay, I'll do it that way. Let's go back to the right side, Graivam, sorry. Graivam, the necklace, stita, situated, kanta, on his throat. His throat, which is trireka anka, which is marked with three lines, trireka, because Krishna famously has three lines on his throat. And so on his throat, which is marked with three lines, so that necklace is trembling. That ne so the necklace, it's like a real intimate detail. The necklace that he's wearing on his throat, which is, has three lines on it, is trembling because he's breathing so heavily. So Damodaram. And so here in verse two, for the first time, he's actually named. We actually get the name Damodaram who is bhakti vadham, who is bound by bhakti, bound by love. And it's very interesting because Yashoda is trying to tie him up, but the point is that Krishna is bound by love. He can't be bound by ropes. He's bound by love. And so um, he's bhakti vadham. And still the words are ending M because this is still, so the first two verses are actually one super Sanskrit sentence. <laughs> The first two verses, just one super poetic Sanskrit sentence. And so now if you look at verse three, I hope you're all following along. If you look at verse three, uh, the words don't end in M. So we actually get a new sentence now. And so iti thus, idrik, such, actually, anyway, by such pastimes of him, swalilav here, by his, by such pastimes of him, uh, actually, the word drik, idrik, uh, is a drik, it's from drish, which means to see like darshana. And so idrik means literally like of such a look, of such an appearance. So iti, thus, idrik, by such pastimes of his, swalila vir, ananda kunde, you've heard like radha kunda or shamakunda, this is ananda kunda in, in a pool of ecstasy. Ananda Kunde, Sugosham, his own people, his own community, Nimajantam. Uh, he's submerging. Actually, it's very interesting because Maj in Sanskrit, that's where we get the English word merge. And Ni in Sanskrit is sub, like below. So submerge, to merge something down. And so that's literally Nimaj. So literally he's submerging, he's submerging, he's bathing his own people, his own devotees in pools of ecstasy by such pastimes of his. And 
so it goes from his own people. Nimajan, and then Akyapayantam. And he's doing this, he's declaring Akya. Kya in Sanskrit means to tell. That's how you say to tell. So kyati is like a tale, like a story. And akya means really to like declare something, really tell something. And then akya payantam, it means uh, that he's uh, literally, he's causing it to be told. In other words, he's broadcasting it all over the world. I hope, I hope you don't mind all these details. But um, so akyapayantam is the causative form of the verb to tell. And it means he's making his glories go out. He's making the world talk about it. Or he's just broadcasting his glories around the world. Akyapayantam. Tadiyeshita gyeshu. And he's also, I'm sorry, what, what he's really, tadiyeshita gyeshu vhaktarjitatam. What he's broadcasting is, and he's he's making this known. He's making it known among those geishu, geishu, like from the word jnana, among those who who know uh, tadia his ishita, his position as lord. Isha means lord, and ishita means his status, his position as the lord. So to those who only know his ishita, his lordship. Yeshu, to those who only know that, uh, he's broadcasting that that he is conquered by his devotees. Jita means conquered, and Jita Twam means the fact that he is conquered uh, by his devotees. So he wants to enlighten people that only see him as a lord. So Punak again. Prematas, out of love. Tas, anyway, means from. So, prematas, out of love, from love. Tam, him, shatavriti, hundreds of times. Bande, I worship. So, again, all the words here ending in M, it's because they're objects of the verb Bande, I worship. Him, who is all these things. So then let's see, moving right along, verse four, Varang Deva Moksang, the Moksava Dingvan, the Chanyam Graneham, Varesharapihab. So the subject here is understood, I nub, yeah, or it's there, Navraneham. I do not choose. The verb ver means to choose, and therefore vara means a choice. In other words, a boon, like something you've chosen. It's like in English, you can wish for a wish. So wish in English can be the action. I wish for it, but it also is what you wish for. I wish so. So it's same in Sanskrit here. So literally, so he says, uh, I do not wish for a, a wish, varang, deva, O oh God, mokshang, not liberation, namokshava dingva, or anything up to liberation. Avadi means up to. So, um, because, I mean, liberation is the highest thing you can wish for if you have a brain. So, because liberation is, is the greatest thing to wish for, so I don't wish for liberation or anything else up to liberation. In other words, anything between where I am now and liberation, which includes all other boons, I don't wish for that either. So, uh, even though... 
I do not wish for this, even though from you, even though you are Varesha, we all know Varesha, even though uh, you are, and so Varesha just means uh, Vara Isha, the Lord of boons. You are the Lord of boons, and still I don't ask for any boon from you. Not liberation, nothing up to liberation. So then the, the author says, Idang te vapur, this body of yours. And vapur all, not only means body, it means also beautiful body. This beautiful form of yours, Nata, oh Lord, a protector. Gopala Balam is a cow herd boy. Pala means to protect or take care of. Gopala, cow herd, cow protect. Balam as a cow herd boy. Gopala Balam. Sada me manasya virasam. Let it let it always avirastam. May may it always appear. May manasi in my mind. Kimanyahi. Literally means what with others, like what with other boons. And in Sanskrit. Uh, if you say what with others, or it means like what is the use of other things? So it's a rhetorical question. What with other boons? In other words, like obviously I don't need them. I just need to always see you in my mind. So then verse five, idangte mukambojam, this lotus face of yours. And of course, ambojam, again, lotus, waterborne, and muka's face. So this it's funny because we always say in English like lotus face, lotus feet. In Sanskrit, they always say foot lotus or face lotus. So it's it's actually even a stronger uh, metaphor because you're saying that it really is a lotus. You're worshiping a lotus, which is a face. So in English, it sort of sounds like lotus-like face, lotus-like feet, but it's even stronger in Sanskrit. It's the opposite. It's face lotus or foot lotus. So it's actually a lotus, but it's a face or, or, or a foot. So, um, and so atyanta again means beyond limit. So, Britam, uh, it's really interesting because we had varam in the previous verse. Now this is the word Britam, which means surrounded. So this lotus face of yours, uh, which is Britam, surrounded by kuntalai, curls of hair, which are exceedingly blue. And so for those of you who used to read Superman comics, those of you who didn't, uh, you can still go back to God in this life. You just have to do a little more devotional service. But anyway, I remember in the Superman comics that, um, because they, you know his hair was very black. And so if you look closely, it's actually blue. And so there's a type of, you know, so it was actually blue. So there's a, so Krishna, atyanta nila, like, like exceeding, like very dark blue. His hair, which surrounds, so his face is surrounded by these locks of hair. And that face, gopya, by the gopi, jashoda, muhus, always chumbitam is kissed. Chumbita is actually an anomatopoeic word. In other words, it's just like if you say in English, boom. I mean, it's a word that sounds like what it's describing. Or crack, it cracked, crack. And so, so there, these are called onomopoeic words, words that sound like what they're describing. So similarly in Sanskrit, chumbita, it's like kiss, chumbita. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those words that sounds like what it's describing. So, um, 
so Gopi, by the Gopi, always kissed Bimba Rakta Adarami in a face which has lips. Adaram means lips, which are uh, Bimba Rakta. There's a fruit in India called the Bimba fruit, which is really red, like red, red. And so if they want to say, like in English, they might say fire engine red. So if you want to say really red in Sanskrit, you say bimba rakta. Rakta means red. It's bimba red. So he has bimba red lips. And manasya uh, virastam along lakshalavai. That in my mind, avirastam, let this form or, or, or this face. Because the previous verse talks about his form. And now this verse sort of meditates on his face his head and his hair and his lips and so on. So uh, may this form appear in my mind, a lung, a lung with the, anyway, instrumental form of the next following word. It, it means literally like, uh, it's exactly like in Spanish, you say basta con eso, or in Portuguese, basta, like enough with that. Like, like enough, you know, I don't need that. So it's exactly, it's just the Sanskrit basta, a lung. So along Lakshalavai, like who needs Lakshalavai? Hundreds of thousands. Laksha means hundreds of thousands of, of, of other boons. So then Namo Deva Damodar, and this is one of my favorite verses. The next one, just uh, obeisances. I bow, Deva, O oh God, Damodara. These are all the vocative, directly addressing Krishna. Oh, I bow, O oh Deva, God, Damodar, Ananta. Infinite One, Vishnu, Vishnu, Prasida. This is like the word Prasada. Prasada means mercy. Uh, um, yeah, so Prasida is the second person imperative verb, as you all know, which means be merciful. Be merciful. So Prasida, like the word Prasada, Prasida. Uh, Prabho, O Lord, Dukkha Jalabdi Magnam. Uh, because I am uh, magna, merged. Magna, again, means merged uh, into the abdi, the jal abdi, means the ocean of dukkha, miseries. I merged into the ocean of miseries. So kripa drishti vrishtya. Vrishti means a shower, and vrishtya means by a shower. So by the shower, drishti. Kripa means mercy of your merciful glance. By the shower of your glance of mercy. By the shower of your glance of mercy. Atidinam, I who am like too fallen, too wretched. Uh, but indeed, Anugrihana, be merciful to me, who am so fallen. Isha, O Lord, Mom, uh, well, to me, he's, it means to me. Agyam, who am ignorant, and then Adi. Adi, as you may not know, is the irregular second person imperative form of the verb us to be. So Adi actually means just be, seja in Portuguese or seja in Spanish. So uh, be drisha, visible. Drish means to see, so drish means seeable, visible. Akshi, to my eyes, be visible to my eyes. Be visible to my eyes. Uh, and that's that verse. The next verse, Kuver Atma Joe. So uh, words ending in ow here are in the dual form, Sanskrit, a singular, dual, and plural. 
So Atmaja means born from oneself, Atmaja. And so here Atmajo, so son. So the two sons of Kuvera. The two, the two boys born of Kuvera. Kuvera Atmajo. Badta Murtyaiva Jadvat. Murti. Murti means the form, and Murtya means by the form. So an Eva, simply by your bound form, Badha's bound, like in English. So simply by your bound form, the two sons of Kuvera, uh, Twaya, by you, Mochitao, were liberated. So Yadvat means just as. So just as the two sons of Kuvera, uh, Kuvera Atmajo, uh, Mochitao were liberated Twaya by you Eva, simply by your bound form and Bhakti uh, Bhajao Kritaucha very interesting and Kritao they were made literally they were made Kritao they were made into Bhakti Bhajao they, or they were made recipients Bhajao means recipients uh, Bhakti of Bhakti they were made receive. So therefore, if you say that you're going to do vajanam, vajanam, it means you're going to do containers or like, you know, recipients, containers. So the actual word is vajanam. So Krishna knows that you don't mean containers, you mean vajan. Anyway, so, so the two sons of Kuvera were made recipients of bhakti by you simply by your bound form. So tata, in the same way, prema bhakti svakam me prayacha. Prayacha means offer, extend to me. Like in that famous verse where Krishna says, patram pushpam falam toyam, a leaf, uh, patram pushpam, a flower, uh, patram pushpam falam, a fruit or water, offer to me. It's the same word. One who offers me these things. So just as so we offer things to Krishna. So here in this prayer, the prayer is to Krishna, please offer me. Or in other words, bestow upon me, grant me, give to me. Prema Bhaktiing Sukang, your very own loving devotion. So swa means like your own, swakam uh, in Sanskrit means like your very own, your very own loving devotion. Please bestow that upon me. Please offer that to me. Namokshe graho mesti damodareha because uh, damodara, iha, in this life, uh, it, it sort of means like I'm not trying for liberation. Graho, graha. It's actually the word graha, which we have in English as grasp or grab. And so uh, I am not there in this life. I have no namaste. I have no I, uh, like grabbing for liberation. I'm not trying for liberation. I'm not seeking liberation or I won't take liberation because graha means to take. In this life, I, I will not take just, I mean, I'm not trying for liberation. So grant, I want pure love of Krishna. So uh, the last verse, very beautiful. Namaste is to 
uh, a bow, let there be, and a bow unto you. Astu is the imperative, let there be. So namaste, uh, which means a bow to you, but let there be. In other words, I must bow to you. It's sort of, it's, it's, it's saying I must bow to you. Uh, I actually, I must bow to your rope. So what here, this first line does it, it takes the word damodar, damodara and separates it into its two words. It's actually dama udara. And udara often translated in this kind as belly. I like to translate it as waist. So, um, so dama udara. So Lord rope waist. Dama means a rope. Dhamma means a rope and udara means waist. So Lord rope waist. It sounds much better in Sanskrit. So dhamma udara. So, uh, so the poet here separates the two words dhamma and udara and says, I bow to your dhamma and I bow to your udara. So uh, let there be a bow to your dham. Dhamne means unto the rope. Spura diti dhamne, that rope, which is dhamma, the abode of like a glaring effulgence. So the rope, the bound Krishna has a glaring effulgence. So let me bow to <clears throat> your rope, which is the abode of glaring effulgence. And tvadiya means your, it's a poetic way of saying your, udaraya, and unto your waist or your stomach, atta indeed, which is Biswasya Damne, which is the abode of the universe. So in both cases, Damne means unto the Dhamma, unto the abode. So the rope, the rope is the abode of this uh, bright light, this effulgence, but your waist, your stomach itself is the abode of the universe. So Viswasya of the universe, Damne, unto the abode. And then namo radhikayai. So uh, I bow to rad. So radhika in Sanskrit, just like in Spanish, you can say radhasita or la muchachita, el la casita. And so you make this sort of like, so you do that in Sanskrit also. El librito, the little book, or of course in Portuguese, librinho, radhazinha, and all that. And so they do that in Sanskrit, actually. But the way they do it in Sanskrit is they kind of make it ika. So radhika means radhasita or radhazinya or little radha. It's like that affectionate form, like gopika as gopizinyas. So, so radhika yai unto, and, and it's a way of saying like dear, like ah, mi amiguito, like my dear friend. So, um, that's Sanskrit. So Radhika means dear, like dear Radha. So obeisance unto dear Radha, Radhika Yai. Tvadiya uh, Priya Yai, unto your beloved. Unto your beloved. And, and then and the last line, the first two lines, the first line of this Damodarastakam and the last line are both like classical poetry because they end in this grand universal way. It began, remember the first words were namam ishwaram, I bow to the Lord. And so it ends in this wonderful way. It ends, namo, I bow ananta lilaya to the one of infinite pastimes, devaya unto God, 
Tuvium unto you. So it's just, um, yeah, it's so beautiful. I bow unto the one of infinite pastimes, unto God, unto you. So it begins and ends in just in this magnificent way. It's really divine poetry. So, Tatsarvang uh, Janaha, which means that's all, folks. In Sanskrit, so thank you all very much. Uh, thank you all very much for listening. It was a pleasure to see all of you. <laughs> Amazing, wow. And uh, yeah, it really is just, I mean, when you, if you know Sanskrit and you read these prayers, it really is like proof of God because they're, they're I mean, in Sanskrit, it's so beautiful. It's beyond what human beings compose. It's really so beautiful. So uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you so much, Richard, for joining us today. A pleasure. Pleasure is all mine. So, uh, so this like every Damodar season, I like to begin by, by singing the song and, um, and then translating it for everybody. So yeah, thank you. Hey, there's... There's Rama. Palak and April's son. Hey, Rama, it's nice to see you. Okay, so uh, hasta luego. See you all later. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Oh, thank you so much, everyone, for uh, joining us today.